Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardy board, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, receive a 20% discount on your job. Give Anthony and his team a call today for a free quote. Call 855-RHINO-TX or go online, TexasRhinoShield.com. That's TexasRhinoShield.com. They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. Tigers here producing. Hope you're having a great afternoon. It's 4.03. Here's a guy who got caught operating an illegal Botox salon. He wasn't licensed, had no business doing it. He got convicted went behind bars, and then quickly Melinda emerged and reopened another illegal Botox salon. Yeah, definitely learned his lesson there, didn't he? Sure did, yes. First arrested in 2022, so if he was already out, has already been setting up the space, and then they were able to get him again. He didn't serve much time. No, he didn't. It looks like it says he was released in December of 23. He had been sentenced to four years That's in 2022. Because yeah. he was first arrested well, first arrested yes. in July of 2022. I'm not sure when the conviction came down, but let's just say he immediately went to prison then. That's six months. Yes, for uh, doing medical procedures on people without any kind of a license, no training, nothing. And then he was right back at it. So you're right. He, he learned nothing. I guess he, he did learn. Hey, I can do this. Yes. And even if I get caught, I won't be in for very long. I, I, I get a little break for six months and then come back out and start it all up again. <laughs> Man, unbelievable. Uh, multiple people came forward after the police made the arrest and started talking about this guy. He's 63 years old. 512-836-0590. He had two felony counts of unauthorized practice of medicine and one misdemeanor of falsely representing himself as a licensed medical practitioner. 512-836-0590. Let's go to Robert in Central Austin. He's got some comments on the presidential race. Welcome, Robert. How are you this afternoon? Yes, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. I I had a couple comments on the uh, your previous caller who was advocating for Biden, even though he couldn't articulate any positive uh, policies that Biden has come up with or implemented. And, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh was on the air. He used to have talk about what he called the low information voters. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I would like to, you know, modify that his definition. I, I don't think it's low definition or low information voters because there's abundant of facts and information out there for people to review to come, you know, to determine what the truth is and what the actual facts are, especially how Trump was, uh, his policies and the economy and the border were all much better under him. So I would say this is more of a issue of low IQ voters, and I hate to say that, uh, doesn't sound real good. And I wanted to commend you for the patience you had with that caller because I was like white knuckle grabbing my steering wheel <laughs> driving. <laughs> But I, I just wonder what the root cause of that, you know, uh, denial is. You know, is it uh, 
because these people watch CNN or MSDNC or uh, they have inherent bias or some type of psychological problem. I just wonder. <laughs> well, my takeaway is that, yes, they go to one source or two sources for their news, and any time presented with something else, don't take it upon themselves to go and check out the other side. Uh, it, it, that's my real issue. You vote however you want to vote, but don't go into it very narrow-minded, as in if somebody else presents an alternative or says something else that you don't even take a second to acknowledge what they say and then look into it to go, well, were, were they even right or mm-hmm. or was my first assumption of them being wrong accurate? Robert, thank you. Have a good one. 512-836-0590. Andy is with us at 407. Good afternoon, Andy. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, how y'all doing, ladies and gentlemen? We are fine, Great. Andy. Welcome. Or lady and gentleman, I guess, because there's no uh, 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 Ed gone. Yes. Right? Oh, yes, sir. Well, darn it. Now, what? hey, listen, here, my comment is that uh, everybody's been, you know, it's obvious there was Hunter Biden and, uh, you know, Joe Biden. There was money that was being passed their way from Ukraine and this and that. And sure, that's, that, we know about that. The things we don't know about, that's what's going on here. That's most likely there's stuff. They got some bad, bad stuff on these fellas, and they're blackmailing them. That's why Biden's working so hard to get this $80 billion pushed through. He, he, it's a blackmail payoff, man. The guy is owned. He's owned by these people. Well, uh, my comment. Th- well, there's, Andy, there are a, a number of people who, who share that skepticism. They they just uh, think that uh, there is leverage over our president, whether it's Ukraine or China, for that matter. Or yeah. both. That, yes. I, I believe it. That's the, you know, let's shoot the balloon down after it gets up to the, uh, from the Pacific to the Atlantic. Let's shoot it down in the Atlantic where it'll be safe. Whatever, man. There's, if you've ever flown over the United States at night, there's plenty of dark areas. You don't see any lights down there. There's plenty of room to shoot that thing down, you know? Did you hear but, there's yeah. another balloon right now over Colorado? That's, yeah, that's why I brought that old one up because, you know, oh, yeah, we, we, it's not a threat, but we don't know where it came from or what's in it or what it is. What it, yeah. what it means okay. to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, you know, one other thing real quick on the Democrats, uh, uh, the voters, the people, the folks, they're, they've, they've been psychologically compromised and they, they – they shut down. Whenever you try and talk to these folks about any of the issues, they their go-to position is either you're a racist, or you're not worth talking to, or you know they've got these certain uh, stop stop gaps in their in their in their thinking. So when they're confronted with something that doesn't compute and doesn't fit their uh, their ideals of what should be uh, reality, it, they they go to this uh, this position. It's almost like uh, you know something happened you know with the folks from the CIA when they were doing all that mind control stuff back in the '60s. I think they figured it out. They've been doing it through the television on these folks that watch too much of the, you know, CNN and so forth. Andy, thank you. Have a good weekend. 512-836-0590. Have you seen any other updates on that balloon, Melinda? Uh, No, just that it is, I think, tracking east in the jet stream. And apparently we're just watching it. And, uh... Nothing to be concerned about is what they said. It's not a threat or... They determined it was not a threat... And then go on to say, but its origin and purpose are still unknown. All right. We'll keep you updated as information arrives. Martin is with us at 410 on KLBJ. Martin wants to weigh in on a call that came up last hour about the Travis County election. Mm -hmm. Recent one where uh, the poll watchers were kept out of the room and then the, the room they were placed in had the windows covered up so they really couldn't see the vote counting underway. Martin, what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I, I think uh, Ed is uh, extraordinarily misinformed. The reason there are no um, prosecutions of that is, uh, and I guess my documentary proof of that would be Proposition 10 that's currently on the ballot, which reads, the Texas Constitution should be amended to restore authority to the Texas Attorney General, General to prosecute election crime. So election crime currently can only be prosecuted by local county DAs, and I think it would be highly unlikely that Jesus Garza would be uh, taking up those cases. Um, and that's why uh, Ed Paxton is, is asking to have the authority to prosecute election crime because he does not currently, by constitution, have that authority. Yeah, good point there, Martin. We and discussed that, earlier. That, we discussed please, earlier please in the share sh- that with. Please share that with Ed. <laughs> we'll let him know, Martin. Can... Thank you. Thank you, Martin. <laughs> you right. you have a good day and a good weekend. Yeah, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals ruled eight to one. The state attorney general does not have the constitutional authority to file criminal charges for voter fraud or election fraud. That's that's not his purview, according to the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. That seems a little odd because you know he's got the the whole of Texas, to which it seems like if he finds out something, he should be able to. But I also somewhat can see them saying that that should be handled locally because you've got all of the different local elections that go on and it's not necessarily a statewide thing. Uh, But it should not stop the attorney general if he has information about this. Hand delivering it to whatever district attorney yes. need, that needs to know about it. Yes, I agree. All right, 512-836-0590. It's Mark and Melinda with you live and local all the way to 6 on KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. 416 Tigers here producing and Jim is with us on KLBJ. Welcome, Jim. How are you? Jim, good afternoon. 512-836-0590. Also in the news, you're well aware of the terrible crime in San Francisco. This is a long-running local hardware and paint store that says the thievery and crime is just about to put them out of business. Melinda, one thing they say that's happening in their case is the bad guys are running into the store and they're snatching and grabbing things from customers and running off. Yeah, the smash and grab, but a different take. I guess customers that are already in there with stuff in their hands or baskets. So they've decided that they are now going to escort every customer throughout the store. As soon as you walk in the store, you'll be greeted by a personal attendant, and they will stay with you until the moment you leave. What was not addressed in this was, if you have one of these individuals that comes in to try to steal from the customer, what is this personal attendant going to do, allowed to do? Because if you're just walking, is the hope that if it's two people, they won't disrupt that? Because I think you're going to have to have a little bit more... I hate to say force, but force behind this. If someone tries to come and steal, you're going to have to allow that personal attendant to tackle them or, you know, have some kind of recourse. Uh, Yes, I agree. It's just not addressed in this story. 
I don't know if the reporters didn't think to ask that or they did and left it out of the final version, but we're always talking about businesses that admonish their employees. Do not try to physically stop people from stealing. Just let them go. And if you do try to stop them, we're going to fire you. So here's a business that may be taking a very different approach. We're not sure. They could still be telling them, look, get right there next to them. But if somebody does come in and grab something, don't chase them or try to stop them. Right. Because, I mean, the question still arises about getting hurt in this. If you're telling your employees you must escort every customer around and then you get hurt in the process of it, is your employee going to sue you? So to me, I, I get what they're doing. Maybe if you have a personal escort, maybe that dissuades people from coming after your customer. But I think you're going to have to have a, a backup if, mm-hmm. if they still decide, oh, so there's two people, no big, no biggie. I'm still going to go after them. Are you going to let your employee respond? This is yet another indictment of what has been happening in San Francisco It started where they started defunding their police. They had the George Soros district attorney who was very soft on crime. He got booted out by the citizens. But the the ripple effects are continuing, and they're just devastating the citizens and businesses in so many ways. And I was seeing today, Melinda, a, a poll in the mayor's race. The current mayor is way behind now. Uh, versus a challenger who says, my main mission will be to restore law and order to San Francisco. We're going to get this cleaned up and get it fixed and do it right. Well, that gives me some hope because a lot of times you see where in these places, even though they hate what's going on, they continue to vote for the same thing. So I hope that they're able to get someone in there that will actually be tough on crime and allow for these businesses. I, I mean, this is a generation old home improvement store in San Francisco, been there forever. And I would hate to see them close. Probably a family operation. Uh, and, and here they are just clinging, hanging on for dear life because of the rampant crime. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts, call or text us. Uh, we've discussed with you many times on Mark and Melinda how the Austin City Council has that guaranteed income program. Mm-hmm. They pick a group of people and they each get $1,000 per month to spend as they please. No strings attached for one full year. Washington, D.C. has a, a different twist on this thing. They pick 132 mothers who are low income and they give them their choice. You get $900 per month. Or you can get one lump sum, $10,800, right up front, no strings attached, spend it as you please. They call it strong families and stronger futures. Let's stop right there before we go further into the story. What person thinks that giving a lump sum of that amount of money, $10,000, is a good idea? I, I, not even even if you knew how to manage your money, I don't think it's ever a great thing to give a big lump sum to someone that you're trying to help out of a situation. It should be the the monthly payment so that you can see how that's applied, that it is being used, and it's not just something that you just go and waste. Now, we'll pick up this story where a woman got the lump sum, and she did exactly what I just said, went and waste. 
Yeah, she's 27 years old. She has three kids. And she decided she would spend $6,000 of her money on a luxury trip to Miami for five days. She took the three kids. She took the man who fathered the three kids. She <laughs> bought brand new clothes for all of the kids. She got uh, got her hair done, bought some clothes as well. And she just flat out tells the Washington Post newspaper, I wanted to blow it. She's not bashful about it. She says, I wanted to blow the money. Yeah, she said she hoped it would inspire her children and teach them uh, that this is that hard work is enough. By going and seeing the luxury of Miami and staying in luxury? I don't know, because everything about her statement doesn't make sense. Uh, you're going to show them that hard work is enough? You're going to teach them that? How? You are handed taxpayer money. You didn't work for that money. You were handed it. Mm -hmm. And then you went and blew it. Now, listen, I have no problem with her saying, you know what? Life is hard. I've got these three kids. I would like to create an experience with them where we take a little bit of a break. But I'm talking maybe 600 max you spend, not Mm $6,000. I can see taking a little vacation. The rest of that should be spent on trying to improve your situation. She was already on uh, government assistance for her apartment. She was already on and receiving funding from another organization, plus on food stamps. And then they chose her to be a part of this program as well, and she took the money and just blew it. Yeah, the story says when they got to Miami, she spent cash on steak dinners, new gadgets, toys for all the children, and a boat tour past some of city's most expensive mansions. And that's where she's talking about, kids, I want you to see how successful people live. You work hard. You can afford one of these mansions yes, one day. You can do it, too. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts on that story. Uh, it's it's all gone. All 10800 has been uh, spent by this mom. And she doesn't seem to have any regrets about following that path yeah still living in the government paid for apartment still on food stamps so how did this program help her she got she got to go spend and have what was it six days Mm -hmm. you know a week's vacation but how did it help her long term think about what an insult this is to the taxpayers of washington dc hard-working folks who are not getting a bunch of government assistance and and part of their tax money goes and is just wasted like this. What an insult to those people that wish that they had the money to go not maybe not even on that big of a vacation, but just to get to go on vacation, but don't have it to even go to the beach for the weekend. Right. That's an extraordinary amount of money in one lump sum just to hand to somebody and say, here, it's yours. Do with it as you please. Mm. I mean, she didn't she didn't invest it put it in a, a fund for the kids. I'm just going to put it in an S&P 500 index fund. We're not touching this until you're ready, perhaps, to go to college. And Nothing she, like that. And it sounds like zero regrets about blowing it, which means she's absolutely fine living in the situation that she lives in now. 512-836-0590. We also have an editorial from the uh, American Conservative today, And it's pointing out that 
Democrats appear to be paying for Nikki Haley to stay in the Republican primary race. Yeah. And they're basing this on looking at the new fundraising totals for January, and they say, look at these 1,600 people who made donations to Joe Biden in his 2020 campaign gave money to Nikki Haley in January. Several million dollars donated to her. She got more in donations in January than Trump did. And so this editorial is saying it looks like some Democrats with a lot of money are paying to keep Haley in the campaign to keep damaging Donald Trump. No surprise here. And even if it's not just to damage Trump and they truly support Nikki Haley, you should question why you've got Democrats supporting Nikki Haley that's running on the Republican ticket. Um, So this was not a big surprise We've heard about the not never Trumper individuals that were pouring in lots mm-hmm. of money, telling her that she needed to stay in the race, and that's exactly what she's doing. Yeah, one thousand six hundred donors to President Joe Biden's twenty twenty campaign donated to Nikki Haley in January, according to Politico and an analysis of Federal Election Commission filings. And if that money keeps pouring in at this rate. Uh, she can stay in indefinitely, Melinda, even if she really gets hammered again in South Carolina. That's what she wants to do. She's putting herself out there. I, I, I'll i say what I always say. That's her prerogative. If that's what she wants to do, these people want to spend their money on that, fine. Well, and this, this editorial is suggesting this is being done to uh, tie up Trump's money in the primary <laughs> re- rather than focusing on other things, then you add in the legal expenses he's piling up. I was about up. to say, his money's pretty much tied up. <laughs> yes. Uh, part of a uh, multi-pronged strategy to hit him in the pocketbook and inflict as much damage as possible on Trump. You can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. It's Mark and Melinda, live and local, News Radio KLBJ. And now, back to The Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. 432, hope you're having an excellent afternoon. Tiger is here producing, and David is joining us from Elgin. Hello, David. Welcome. Hey, so my thing was, we hear about these Democrats funding Nikki Haley and whatnot, but didn't our city council get called for Jeremy Celestine to renounce all Republican donations? How can they have one it both ways? Yeah, you're right, uh, David. In terms of Travis County and the DA race, uh, a lot of local Democrat politicians want uh, the candidate who's going up against the incumbent Garza to renounce so-called Republican donations. David, thank you. You have a good afternoon. We appreciate it. Sam is with us on KLBJ in South Austin. Sam, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Very well, Sam. Thank you. So I have a question for you. You know, I'm listening to this sort of litany, and it's and it's just a microcosm, right, of all the issues that we are facing. And, you know, it seems to me that the real key to, you know, actual change in all of this is more and more liberals have to start to, you know, defect, essentially. The, the problem I see that I'd love to get your opinion on is, you know, for so many voters, there are one or two or three key issues that just make it for them, whether it's abortion or they're anti-religion or they're pro-immigration or they're anti-gun. And the problem is, is that the way they've structured it, and maybe that's, you know, part of the genius of 
how they've you know done all of this is it's it's black or white for people. It's either you're Republican or Democrat, and they just can't stomach voting for Republican or voting for Trump or whatever it is. And so, like, even if you really do hate the criminal, the crime situation in San Francisco, how do you get off of that high horse? How do you switch? You know, like, how? what is the mechanism to actually put pressure on these candidates to start to, you know, uh, break down the barriers of what their, you know, their party politics is? Well, I think one step is uh, you find those candidates who are willing to get into the race and challenge the incumbents. Like in San Francisco, for example, Sam, uh, a guy stepped up and said, I'm going to take on this mayor who's entrenched, but things are horrible. And here's here's my vision. And this is what we're going to do. You find those people and you give them support as much as you can. Well, and I would add I to I it that, wonder, oh, that those sorry. individuals also have to be very clear on pointing out the difference. This candidate has led us to this. Here's what I will do different, because I think you're right, Sam. A lot of people get caught up in whatever party affiliation is with that, and they don't really pay attention Uh, You know, I'm supposed to vote this way, so that's how I'm going to vote. And they don't really pay attention to, well, is is my voting this way? Is that the reason why my city looks the way that it looks now is because I have people that are in this this certain party that are making policies that aren't the best for everyone? I agree. You know, that's where I think the rhetoric that's being used to describe the right the the you know the right the political right is so key even though we've we're learning to kind of deflect you know the terms like you know oh you're a racist or you're a misogynist the problem is is that it works well on the specifically those people who consider themselves to be liberal who would who reject who don't want to be called those things or be seen that way and so that's exactly the 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 blocker for them to ever consider voting for a republican because they really have bought into this i mean there was this woman who was on cnbc just the other just like yesterday or the day before who was kind of trying to um uh, pigeonhole christian nationalists because they believe that rights are God-given and not provided by some man-made institution. Yeah, that was actually one of their reporters that said that. Yeah, and it's just, this is, I think this is more than just name-calling. You know, for the longest time, conservatives just had to learn how to, like, get over that, right, and not let them stop them, you know, from, you know, speaking their mind. But I'm thinking that what that really is, is about is preventing liberals from defecting, which is the real thing that needs to happen for true societal change. I, it's not that I just, you know, if we were talking 20 years ago, then I would never just say, oh, liberals are at fault or conservative. But this day and age, what we're seeing, this erosion is being caused by the left side. And the only way that it's going to stop is when, en masse, liberals defect. And I don't know if that's going to happen because of this kind of name-calling that's become so entrenched. Sam, thank you. Have a good afternoon and a good weekend. Uh, I have seen multiple interviews this week with residents of Chicago, one of the bluest of the blue cities, and they're telling the people doing the interviews, I've always voted Democrat. That's what we do. But now I'm going to vote Republican, specifically because of the illegal immigrants pouring into Chicago and putting such a strain on the services and the tax dollars. Well, and that's why I say the candidates that are running have to get away from um, 
promoting their party more than they're going to promote. Listen, this is what's been happening. Let's take Chicago or San Francisco, for example. This is what's been happening in Chicago. They voted to become a sanctuary city. They didn't do it with your input. Just the people that are in charge in Chicago have decided to do that. Those same people have decided to spend your taxpayer money not on helping you and your community, but in giving it to people that have come here illegally. And you have to be extremely clear that it is the people that are in charge now that have done the exact thing that you are fighting against. I am going to fight with you instead Mm -hmm. of against you. And they have to be clear on that and not get bogged down into... Uh, the name calling or the it's the Democrats or it's the Republicans or this. You just have to paint yourself as a candidate that is fighting with the people and actually mean it. Let's go to Rachel, North Austin, Mark and Melinda, 438. Good afternoon, Rachel. Hi, good, good afternoon. Um, I was chiming in on that topic that y'all were speaking about, giving the uh, folks that free money that you know, are low income. Yes. Yes. The mother uh, blew $10,800. Yes. Ridiculous. But I really want to state that there are single people out here in this country that don't have any children. And the tax laws uh, just don't benefit them. And it's really tough being a single person with one income and and trying to make it out there with no children you know uh, i I think that i do know know, rachel (laughs) yeah so i would i i would love to see some changes made to help the single adults with no children um you know the tax laws need to be changed i'm sick and tired of it just benefiting people with kids well here's here's single lives do matter (laughs) she's starting a movement that's a bumper sticker right there rachel well they do i'm nowhere does it benefit you to be single without a child well here here are some other thoughts on this particular case of this mother in washington dc who got $10,800 to spend as she pleases. The story says she has three children. Uh, She took them and the man who fathered the three children. Let's stop right there. I I would love for the reporter to ask her and the father, how much a month is he putting in to help rear those kids and cover the expenses? Because he's the one that ought to be paying. And is he around for more than just the vacation? Yes, um, that, that's a key part right there. Both he and the mom have made some really bad decisions. It says uh, when she had her third kid, she knew she had gone over the cliff on her finances and spending, that she had just had too many kids and could no longer afford them. Well, that's, that's on you and this guy. You, you all have control of that. Yet you decided to keep on having kids that you can't afford. And they've been backed up by these welfare programs in D.C. where her rent is covered. Uh, she gets money every month for food, et cetera, et cetera. Apparently, nobody holds this dude accountable for fathering three kids out of wedlock. They count on the taxpayers to carry the burden. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong. It shouldn't be that way. 
Well, and I think what Rachel is saying, count, it counts more on the single people because we've got more money coming out of our taxes. And then we pay school taxes. That, yes. So. No, no question about it. Uh, thank you, Rachel. You have a good one. Well, the, the tax code was written in part to encourage people to get married and have kids and stay married. And so that's where some of that came about. But it's now having unintended consequences in many ways. And and it's wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's no problem with encouraging marriage and encouraging families. But, you know, for people that maybe haven't found the person that they want to marry and they've just decided to wait, they shouldn't be penalized for it. I'm much more inclined to support some form of a flat tax or sales tax. I'm with you on that. I I totally agree with that. Throw the whole current code mm, out. out. Yep. Get rid of it. 512-836-0590. Join the discussion. It's Mark and Melinda, 442 at KLBJ. And now, back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. One of the stories we're discussing is out of the Washington Post. It's reporting on Washington, D.C.'s experiment called Strong Families, Stronger Futures. They select low-income mothers and give them a choice. You can get $900 a month, every month, no questions asked. Do as you please with it. Or you can take all of it right up front, $10,800. And in this case, uh, one of the mothers said, I'll take the 10800 and she blew all of it on a luxury trip to Miami, Florida. So it, much for the stronger future part of their program. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that future ran five days yeah. for her <laughs> luxury yeah. trip to Miami. And she has no remorse. She says, quote, I wanted to blow it. I wanted to have fun. Uh, Shannon is with us at 445. Hello, Shannon. Welcome. How you doing? Very good. I just wanted to comment. I just uh, retired 25 years in law enforcement, and 25 years ago, this was going on. I'd arrest people, and they'd say they were married, but their spouse's name was different. And when I'd ask them about it, they said, well, it's common law, but because we have to have common law, so we get all of the government programs. Mm. So the wife would, they wouldn't be married, so the wife would get all the government programs. She'd get housing, and he would live with her. And then most of these folks worked in the oil field, made great money. Um, also, they got Medicaid, so he didn't have to pay for uh, medical, dental, any of the things that most people have to pay for. And my wife would always be frustrated because we couldn't afford anything because I was living you know, on, a, on a cop salary, and she didn't understand why. And I'm like, well, think about this. They have food stamps. How much do we spend a month on food? They have medical how much do we spend on medical that I have to add and pay for? They pay. They got free housing. How much do we pay for housing? If we didn't have to pay for all these things that they're given, we could also afford all these brand new cars like they do, because they all drove brand new cars and everything. And she just couldn't understand it. So, this is something that you know people don't understand how much this is taken advantage of, and how many people are on government benefits that truly don't do it. And the last thing I was going to say is when my wife got pregnant, uh, our secretary, her daughter worked at the, uh, the office, uh, for to get, uh, benefits. And, uh, my wife, we didn't make much, like I said, so she applied for benefits and they said we didn't qualify. And the secretary says, well, call my daughter. You, I think you're just not filling the paperwork out right. 
So I had her go down and say, hey, maybe we didn't miss something. And she goes, oh, yeah, you need to claim that y'all are separated, not living together, and I can get you qualified for all this stuff. Mm. And she goes, but we're not. And she goes, well, it doesn't matter. They never check on this, which uh, are better moral judgments. We didn't follow through on that. But this was the lady that worked there that was telling us how to cheat the system. Well, and that is that is a big part of this. I remember it wasn't too long ago when there was um, some spending bill that they were wanting to, to pass, but part of it was to be tougher on who's getting government help and in, in making sure that the requirements are met. Hey, if you're of able body, you can only be on there for so long and you have to get a job. And that was fought against. And that I just do not understand. Do I think that there are people out there that are in dire straits that need our help and we should help? Yes. But people that are from the crib to the grave taking advantage of programs because they don't want to work and this is what they know, I have a real problem with that. That we have to continue to pay into the system for something for someone who doesn't who's not even willing to help themselves a little bit. Shannon, thank you. Have a good weekend, sir. It's immoral to take money away from hardworking, law-abiding people and give it to people that you just cited. Yes, and it, it it's immoral to have politicians up there saying that they represent the, the majority of us that fight against anything that would push against trying to weave some of that out. 512-836-0590. You can join the discussion. The Texas scorecard is reporting that State Attorney General Ken Paxton is suing the Denton School District in North Texas. Uh, he is alleging that a principal at a school and a high-level administrator in their school system have been encouraging school employees to go vote in the Republican primary and even coaching them as to which Republican candidates to vote for in the primaries. And the ones they want supported are against parental choice in public schools. And so uh, Attorney General Paxton is now going to civil court, trying to get a court order to stop them from doing this kind of illegal electioneering. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Coaching, to say the least. They provided them with a a sample ballot with the people that you should go vote for. (laughs) A little bit more than coaching Yes, it is. Uh, It is ridiculous. It is against election code to, to do this. And I... I want to say, I know that the Attorney General is suing the entire ISD. I, I honestly don't think that this was a school district problem, and it was an issue with two of the people that work for them who, who are married. You have one that's a principal of an elementary school that sent this out. The other is an administrator for the district, uh, his wife, that sent out something similar. And I really just think these two thought that they could do well maybe i don't know if they thought that they could do this but they did go ahead and do this just saying this is what you need to vote for and just absolutely wrong i would i would hope that the whoever the da is in this county would pursue charges against these two individuals i don't think suing a school district solves the problem especially when i saw that the didn't isd released a statement and they just basically said, listen, we agreed with um, our discussions with the attorney general that, yeah, election law should be followed and we will train our trustees and our administrators annually 
and make sure that they know the district policy on elections and campaigns and that we expect them to be followed. Well, the state attorney general is limited in what he can do in cases like this. He cannot file criminal charges. I think what he's seeking is a court order against the school district that says you, school district, need to make sure your employees stop using taxpayer facilities and funds for electioneering. That's illegal. So this administrator you have, you need to stop her from using her Denton School District email account for this, that that sort of a thing. I think that's what he's trying to achieve. Uh, there were people who received a lot of these communications who shared them with the Texas Scorecard and the State Attorney General's office, and that led to Ken Paxton filing this civil suit in this case. And we, we brought this up earlier in the show, in the first hour, in the 2 o'clock hour, and uh, we got calls from people saying, I, I think this kind of thing is happening in other districts as well, that it's not an isolated case in Denton County, in their public schools. Well, it, it needs to be something that is highlighted, that districts are, especially when we're coming into like a time right now when we're in the primaries and we're, we head into November and it's an election time, that the districts do need to be aware what their admin or their staff is sending out in regards to election and make sure that they make it known you can't Mm -hmm. yeah and it won't be tolerated within this district 512-836-0590 you can weigh in with your thoughts also in the news there is a facility in southern california where the u.s border patrol has been dropping off illegal immigrants who crossed over illegally down there near san diego The problem is this immigrant center now says we're out of money. We've blown through the $6 million of taxpayer money we were given to bring in these immigrants and then help them get on their way to their next destination in the United States. Now all the money is gone. It's been blown, and the the mayor of the town is very worried about what's going to happen with this facility shut down. He says, I think we're going to have a huge problem Uh, Because the Border Patrol just keeps rolling up with one bus after another, dropping off lots of illegal immigrants. Yeah, he said we're going to have them in the streets or we're going to see them attempt to do what they attempted to do with the homeless, which is kind of what we do here, you know, buy up the hotels. And he says when you do that, it seems to ruin the neighborhoods. It destroys the hotels. It destroys the security infrastructure. It's really bad for everybody. Does this kind of information get up to Washington, D.C.? I think I think it does, and I think some people in D.C. are aware of this kind of thing. Uh, are you wondering what? how does this play in with Biden and his handlers? Well, yes. I mean, you've got... I know that they like to make Texas and Governor Abbott the bad guys in this, that, you know, this is just Texas exaggerating a problem or exacerbating the problem by sending it to other places. This is California. This is a place that welcomes, that hands out, um, that encourages you to come here illegally. And they're saying, we are overrun. We, mm-hmm. we just can't do this. It, mm-hmm. It's not good long-term, and it could potentially cause serious problems for not only those that cross illegally, but for those that live here, like that are true residents of this place. I would think that maybe that message 
would be louder for the Biden administration than Texas. Fox's Bill Malusian is in Southern California near San Diego. Here's his report today on what's happening. To you just moments ago, another Border Patrol bus just drove away after mass releasing a huge group of adult men from all around the world here who crossed the border illegally. There is an NGO on scene here. I was just uh, listening to her talk to them. She said, welcome to San Diego. You're at a transit center. If you wait a moment, another private bus is going to pull up here and you'll get free transportation to another transit station, which will then take you to an airport uh, and you can go wherever you'd like. We've been talking to these people all morning long. They live Literally are from all around the world. We'll see if we can do them again. Hola, de donde son? I can speak English. English, where are you from? I'm from Mauritania. Mauritania, West Africa. West Africa. And why'd you come? Uh, because I don't, I'm not free in there and I'm like a homosexual and they're, 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 they're Muslims and they don't uh, accept that in there. So you're going to claim asylum? Exactly. Got it. And where do you want to go in the United States? Chicago. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Uh, hola, ¿de dónde son? ¿De dónde son? ¿Español? ¿Español? ¿De dónde son? Guatemala. Guatemala. ¿Dónde vas en los Estados Unidos? Virginia. Virginia. ¿De dónde son? Colombia. Colombia. ¿Dónde vas en los Estados Unidos? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay. All right. A lot of blue cities. Better get ready. They're on their way. And that is not Texas just sending them there. They're saying, yes. oh, you're giving me a choice. Here's where I want to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, 512-836-0590. It's Mark and Melinda. Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardy board, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, receive a 20% discount on your job. Give Anthony and his team a call today for a free quote. Call 855-RHINO-TX or go online, TexasRhinoShield.com. That's TexasRhinoShield.com. 